broken down piece of meat. Folks, good morning. Welcome back to Enough, the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. Your host, the Turkey Boys, Ryan Ankner, and myself, Scott Sweeney. What'd you guys think of our hot new intro music? Isn't that fire? Yes. Friend of the show, Taylor Ginsberg, put that together for us. Thank you, buddy. Um, yeah, we, we, finally... <laughs> we needed our own cut. Yes. And now we have it. And... We don't have to play the Entourage theme anymore, ironically, and hope that people get that we're being (laughs) ironic and not think, well, even though it's funny because it's it's like a meta thing, because I actually do like Entourage, but I don't want people to know that I, that I like Entourage. So Mm. I, we play that ironically, but at all the same time, I'm like, I'm enjoying it on the other end in my head. And just to clear the ripples in the water, I don't like Entourage. (laughs) And it it puttered to the finish line worse than most shows. Although the first two seasons were fun. And what about that episode within the sixth season where Vinny Chase and Eminem get in a fight? Kid, I don't not feel shoehorned. I don't remember that. It seems like a big get. It was a get. The, uh, I'm thinking about the dice run now. Andrew Dice, Dice was on a lot of episodes, like a lot. <laughs> oh no, we're getting into an, an yeah, entourage. Okay, no <laughs> vortex. I'm 37. Folks, welcome back to the show. How we doing? I'm unbelievably tired, but I have a McDonald's Sprite here to keep me lively. So all that sugar just roaring through your veins. Have you ever had a McDonald's Sprite? They perfected it. What did, what else did you get to go along with that sprite? I'm glad you asked because I did get a six piece nug just to compliment things. Mm. But use some restraint. Did not get any fries. No fries. I feel like I'd get the fries instead. I mean, I don't know. How are they handling uh, the coronavirus stuff at McDonald's? Do they just whip the food into the car yeah. so there's no contact? What do they do there? They actually they hand you your bag like in a bucket instead of actually handing it to you. And Some like, dirty bucket that yeah. everybody else is touching. It's like this can't be anything, but I mean I'll do whatever. It's safe for the employees. <laughs> I'll do whatever it takes to get that sprite. But yes, in the news this week, did you see that Quibi is now accessible on televisions? Yeah, like they shouldn't. This shouldn't be news. This should be something that it started this way. Yeah. For people who don't remember, Quibi's the streaming service that launched exclusively to use on your phones. They thought that would be a cool idea in a time where everyone's trapped in their house. And I think too late they realized that that was the dumbest move imaginable. Now they're like, here, you can watch this Anna Kendrick show where she's like talking to her husband's sex doll in six-minute bites. So she has a show, a new... Quibi original and a new uh, HBO Max original. Yeah, she got in on the ground floor of all this new streaming stuff. I feel like her agent is either the biggest dickhead alive (laughs) or a genius. Yeah. And we'll know in six months. (laughs) Good call. But yeah. Speaking of her. um, 
No, get some no, Kendrick just, news? Well, no, she's, her, she went by on an ad on my IMDb. She's but, everywhere. Yeah, to, to divert from Anna Kendrick news, mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling will be playing the Wolfman I saw in that. a Universal movie or Universal adaptation. Mm. What do you think? I, th- I mean, I'm in for anything, Gosling. Me I think too. he's great. And this, I actually saw that he sold the pitch for this new version. He, like, approached the studio like, I got an idea for Wolfman. And was even planning to direct. Although now they're saying the guy who did Bad Education and that other movie we like is probably going to do oh, it, Corey yeah. Finley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is a good choice. He's got a, He's got some chops. That is cool. Did you ever see that movie Ryan Gosling directed? I think it's called, like, Lost River. No, is it good? It's very boring, but I remember it looking very cool. Mm. Which, it's like, it's half the battle for Scotty. Yeah, you love a look. That doesn't get me. I can enjoy a look for a few minutes, and then it's over. And I need Some a content. lot of things. Yeah, I'm more dependent on script, I think. Yeah, hopefully they're, they're restarting the Dark Universe with... Uh, the Wolfman coming back. I don't even know what that is, but it was funny anyway, the way he said it. It was started with uh, the Tom Cruise Mummy movie, which was Oof. like the beginning of a universe. And then it bombed so bad, they canceled four movies that were like cast and the whole deal. They were ready to go, and they just said, you know what? Yeah. Like, we're out. Yep. That's a shame. Poke kids. You hate to see it. <laughs> you do. Uh, what else? I saw that Ari Aster has confirmed his next project is a, quote, nightmare comedy. Okay. It's going to be four hours long. Is it with A24? Probably. I think he's like one of their guys. Who are your guys? I mean, we'll find out later, folks. We'll find out. I like Ari Aster. I liked Hereditary and um, Mr. Megorium's Wonder Emporium or whatever that other movie is called. It is. Yeah, I, I actually loved Midsommar after everybody told me I was going to dislike it. I think you and someone else. And mm. I went into it thinking this is going to suck. And I loved it. And then I wanted to watch it again. I love Hereditary. And I like Midsommar. I liked it more upon rewatch, Midsommar. Mm. It's it's just not what I thought it was going to be. Hereditary, I liked it better on the rewatch as well. Mm. But yeah. He's a very rewatchable director. Just You miss little nuances. Yeah. I'm down for whatever he makes next. Did you notice that uh, Danielle Brigoli, a.k.a. the Catch Me Outside girl, is going to rehab? Oh. For pills and trauma, various childhood traumas. Classic. I forgot she was still around. Is this her rapping This is her, yeah. Wow. With Kodak Black, who has also been to jail. So she's Hmm. somehow, like, pretending to be... She's like, her rap is like not as bad as you'd think it is based on somebody who got famous because they were on Dr. Phil. Mm. Yeah, I don't know a lot about her. I just know that clip that happened whenever that happened. I know that she's made over a million dollars in Instagram ads and music wow. in like a year. I mean, so have we. Right. You don't it's see us dragging about it. It's true. <laughs> well, it's, it's back to that same point again that like everybody on earth is getting rich and famous and we're in the kitchen with... With our doing our best, yeah. and so this is why we need the turkey heads to mobilize and get us up there. Ooh. We're we're this is a call to arms. <laughs> Perfect time for something like that. <laughs> Take a stand. Why? What do you mean? What's going on? Oh, oh, nothing. Mm. I um, I don't even know. Me either. It's been a slow, slow news week. Not much happening out there. Yeah. Take a stand together. The uh, did you see online? 
all the cuts because they announced the Snyder cut is finally happening, and then I mentioned <laughs> the <Paul> Schneider cut, <laughs> yeah, the Rob Schneider cut. <laughs> yeah, that'll be Sorry. good. And then Paul Feig was like, "Oh, I want to get a three-hour cut of Lady Ghostbusters," and now the one this week is David Ayer wants to release his director's cut of Suicide Squad. Ooh. News that will probably excite nobody on Earth except for you. Suicide Squad is actually <laughs> the most underrated movie of the past decade. Wow. I think that everybody missed out on a great flick. Wow. It's great. <laughs> and is I think it that both it was misunderstood, which is the thing that bothers me. I think I don't think people people expected like Somebody must have liked it. Or did they already have the Harley Quinn movie in the can and they just had to do it? I think it was misunderstood by the people who made it more than anything. (laughs) But I I actually would be interested to see like a different cut of it. One of the weirder things about that movie is how much it seems like a trailer. Like a new song starts playing every five seconds and it's just like all over the place nonsense. It's sort of how my brain works. I think that's why I like it so much because... I don't know. It's just there's something about that movie that I it's it's for me it's tremendously rewatchable. It's not like a great movie, but when I see it, I've like been in a hotel room or something and it's been on and I've just kept it on. It's just it's embarrassing more than I like that Jared Leto Joker <sighs> with damaged tattooed on his forehead. Like do you get it? The best Joker <laughs> that is. I'm weird. I wish I had a Jared Leto sound drop and I don't even know what it would be. I'm, I just wish I had it. I'm very glad you don't. Um, I, I like David Ayer, though. I know his gritty L.A. crime dramas <laughs> and and Bright. Yeah. And Bright, too. With what's going on, I'm sure he's cooking up a, a fresh L.A. cop drama. I think a, that'll be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh, the police are here, actually. Wow. and. They're beating hoops. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. Stop beating him. That's all I'm going to do on that. I know. I'm like, was that okay? <laughs> was that a good bit? Um, Folks, we don't condone police brutality. What's going on out there is horrible. Take a stand together. Fred Willard's uh, cause of death was released from his autopsy. They, I don't know if they did a private autopsy or what, but for now, it's as public as can be and it was Ooh. a heart attack hmm. which seems real to me no foul play there you don't think his wife murdered him or I mean I like where your head's at you're ready for anything mm. you think there was foul play I'm thinking like Christopher Guest's Knives Out hmm. Ooh. which is another movie I would hate that's a great idea I'd watch that movie like Catherine O'Hara and all his sidecars yeah. <laughs> and like a fun murder mystery exactly I'm in for that that's getting a green light <laughs> right out the uh, right out the gate. Did you see that? I saw online John Malkovich was talking about when he got the script for being John Malkovich. He initially thought, "Why isn't this being Tom Cruise?" Which I couldn't agree more with. And I'd like to greenlight being Tom Cruise right here and now. Who will play Tom Cruise? I mean Tom Cruise. But and like the other being- Tom Cruises. CGI? Well, like like the way that being John Malkovich, like you could become him. Mm. I haven't seen the movie in a while, so maybe I'm misstepping here. But like John Cusack becomes him, right? Like they go into his brain and then they're in there. Yeah, but like, yeah. They don't get 
John Malkovich's face. I think they do. They do. Like they take over his body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all right. So who are going to be the people taking over Cruz's body? Us. Just you and me. (laughs) Sounds like a movie. Where's the draw? Us hanging with Cruz. Us, like in Tom Cruise's body, refusing to do any of his stunts. No, I don't want to do that. My arm hurts. <laughs> I've had a change of heart. I actually don't like to do wacky stuff. They anymore. ask you to run across a building. You just refuse. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. Did you see that Kate Blanchett was injured in uh, a chainsaw accident? <laughs> I did. You sent me that. And that was a wild headline. Do your worst, Mr. Hughes. <laughs> I had a big laugh at that page six headline. Page six is slowly beating out TMZ for me. And because it's a little bit less ridiculous TMZ, they post a lot of stuff that's such a terribly written headline that when you read the actual story, it's not anything that was in the headline. Yeah. I don't like that. The, what was the? Kate Blanchett. Yeah. The, how did it happen? Like, what was she doing? I think she was just on set and I don't know. They were vague because I don't think they know. But, mm. but the, I think it just took a sort of a, a slice on her. It's wacky. Yeah. She's fun, though. I think she's a good actress at Chops. Yeah, I like her a lot in The Aviator and Blue Jasmine. Those are probably Ooh. my two favorites of hers. Yes. I know we're not supposed to love Woody Allen anymore, what? but that's what? a good movie. What do you mean? He stinks, and I don't like him. Did you see that Gronk is now out of the WWE. Well, yeah, he's going back to play football, right? Is he? That's what I heard. I heard he oh. was going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady. Oh, that makes complete so sense, though. there's probably 20 to $30 million there instead of five from the WWE. So uh, I wanna... my guess is he took the paycheck. It is time to take a stand. I was having fun enjoying the idea that he got fired from You're WWE. Fired. The Dullard, get out of here. <laughs> the first time you said the Dullard when we were talking about Gronk, I lost my shit. Eh. Um, Stephen Avery from the famous Netflix documentary Making a Murderer tested positive for the coronavirus this week, hmm. which was another headline that made me guffaw like a child when I read it because I totally forgot that guy existed and yeah. he's just in the prison system, supposedly innocent mm. and. Now he has the coronavirus, and he might get killed by it. I don't know that. I never watched that show. So I, I hated it. How did it shake out? He's innocent. Uh, or I watched, people think he is. I can't fully speak on it because I did shut. I did shut making a murderer amidst all the hubbub and everybody mm. talking about how it was the best show on television. And I remember this was. It came out in 2015, and it was like around Christmas time. And I remember being at my dad's for Christmas and I was upstairs by myself and I just sort of slapped my iPod or iPad down with this with making a murderer. And I had it on like the nightstand laying there and I just fell asleep during it. It was just it's boring. It's basically Stephen Avery's a guy who's really dumb and he gets in the wrong place at the wrong time and somebody ends up dead. And it's very vague as to how the guy died. And somehow they pinned it on Stephen Avery because he was the what the documentary is trying to suppose is that this presupposes is as i said it (laughs) um maybe he didn't (laughs) (laughs) and he wrote on in the friscalating dust plate (laughs) no but it says that he was coerced like by detectives in Mm. in the police headquarters and just to me even talking about it right now i'm bored 
Yeah. I don't think it's interesting. I don't care if he did it or not. Well, that was the big Put thing. Put him away. When everyone was talking about it, I remember, oh, let's give this a go. And I started it and was like, this show is 10 hour-long episodes. Yes. It's like, I'm not a detective. I don't need to watch this much about a case. You don't like, need that much intel? No. Trim it down to a nice hour and a half that the kid can sink his teeth into. Agreed. I am a big fan of leaning out everything. Like, you you sent me the Wes Anderson's um, fr- uh, French Dispatch. The runtime is an hour yeah. and 43 minutes. Wow. Fucking great. Oh, wow. In and out. I'd be happy if it was 88 minutes. Mm. Just crank it out there. I'd be happy if it was the Al Pacino vehicle, 88 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> One of your favorites, I believe. <laughs> did I entire that? I can't even remember. I think I did. I hope not. Is that the one where he has 88 minutes to figure out who the murderer is and he's running around in a suit? Yeah. Someone calls him and, yeah, it gives him, like, a, a countdown clock. And it always bothered me that that movie is 106 minutes or something. It's way longer than 88 minutes. Right, they could have just made it. It's like, if you made it 88 minutes, I would, like, be on board with it. I... How about every director from 1999 on until essentially the last couple of years when he's too old, taken Pacino, thrown him in a suit, made him some sort of cop and tried to make Vincent Hanna, like recreate Vincent Hanna with like, it's just like, it's as if they're trying to pull out some sort of a heat sequel. Yeah. Like, don't you realize how director dependent Al Pacino is? Like if you're a shitty director, you're not going to get much out of him. Yeah. He's still playing cops. It's like, this man is too old to be playing a police officer. (laughs) Running up a flight of stairs and he just dies. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's not aging well either. He looks like oh. the only director who's used him properly in recent years is Tarantino in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when he plays an Ooh. aging Hollywood Jewish uh, producer of movies. Yeah, watching that again, I liked him in that. I it's, remember He's fine, yeah. yeah. Him like, what a picture. Like all the shooting, the guns, I love that stuff. He's got some good stuff. Do I have a Pacino drop? I don't yeah, think I do. Every movie should be under an hour and a half. Actually, an hour and 45 minutes. Unless it's a masterpiece, then you can be as long as you want. That's the funny part is everyone thinks they're doing a masterpiece. That's true. Whoever directed The Shed yeah. thought it was some sort of a unbelievable thing that everyone would need to see. Him in the editing room? Like, I can't cut anything. This is all gold. <laughs> this is perfect. <laughs> We're going to need all of this. Yeah. But what else you got? Got some bad news. Oh, no. James Cameron has returned to New Zealand. He will self-isolate for 14 days and then resume production on the Avatar sequels. Holy cannoli. (laughs) I thought they were just going to like call it. Be like, you know what? The part about that story that annoys me the most is yet again, somehow James Cameron lands on his feet Mm -hmm. with another career success he's just like a guy who literally gets away with murder he's never had a bomb all he has two of the highest grossing movies ever made that's a good point yeah he's never had a bomb i wonder what like the lowest performing movie true lies but that was huge exactly yeah (laughs) and and this is i I think he did tv didn't he there's some. There's got to be something he did that failed. He's had some TV bombs. Remember yeah. that show Dark Angel? There it is. Where Jessica Alba came from? Yes. That got canceled. So that's a failure. A TV bomb in the Hollywood world, though, they get swept under the rug way easier than some catastrophic, like John Carter, three hundred million dollar Disney movie bomb. Yeah. Like every almost every show gets canceled. It's like a write off. Right. Probably getting canceled out of a TV show is a lot less humiliating than than making a big budget 
Hollywood blockbuster that just tanks and nobody goes to see it. Yeah. It's almost like, well, you know, you can make up more excuses for a TV show because it's like you really have to hook people. I think TV is actually a harder medium to make work than film. And I'm sure someone mm. would debate me on that. But to make a show so, like The Sopranos, that'll never happen again. To make a movie like Goodfellas, we'll probably have another one next year. Yeah, because, you know, you can get lucky and make like a good movie. Right. A good TV show is a good movie every week. It's tough to exactly. you know, long term keep that up. But of all the movies that are shut down amid the coronavirus stuff, Avatar 2 is like the only one I've heard picking back up again and being yeah. able to resume filming because James Cameron happened to have the foresight to decide to shoot it in New Zealand where they would barely get any coronavirus and they'd resume life faster than the rest of the fucking world. Yeah. If he picked Los Angeles, he wouldn't be filming for six months. Although I also saw that they announced in July, Mission Impossible 7 will re-resume filming. And they're going to start with all the outdoor scenes, is what they were saying, to, you know, health-wise, corona-wise. Okay. So things are things are trickling back. We need that, yeah. yeah. Scotty Positivity <laughs> coming in with the ray of sunshine. He's I'm back. happy. I'm actually on that same page this week. I th- I'm, there's a lot happening that is not great obviously but we movies are going to start getting back there or coming back and that's the thing that's the scariest for me like i know we have all the netflix content for the rest of the year Mm. but i mean 2020 is more than half over almost it is more than half over technically right it's the it's the second week of june almost oh yeah we're in june jesus so yeah what do we have july august september october november december we're halfway we're right at the halfway point of the year god those oscars are going to be hot (laughs) I can't wait for those muggy Oscars. Where are they, when are they going to run them? Best actor, Pete Davidson, the king of Staten Island. <laughs> but uh, that'll be our featured review next week on the program. Oh, that's that comes out next week? That's exciting. Yeah, that's something. Yeah, that, I'm really looking forward to that. Mm. And um, the funny part is, is Marty asked if he should watch The Way Back, that Ben Affleck movie that we loved and reviewed. It's a yes. From us. Right. I said yes, and I also said it's the best movie of 2020. It's and that probably true. doesn't really mean anything, yeah. but it's a good movie. Mm. Yeah, I loved that. That's You can rent for a more reasonable, like, three ninety nine. Mm. When it first came out, it was, you know, one of the theater movies, and it was, like, 20 bucks to rent. It's time to get in there. Have you been watching Double Shot at Love with DJ Pauly D and Vinny? You have? No, have you? No. I was going to say, you, you're not watching that. <laughs> you just got very excited. I'm telling you with peace and love peace that you are love, not watching peace that. Peace and love. I'm not. I was not the biggest Jersey Shore guy, but I saw that this show exists and was like, Ank's got to be at least aware of this. Yeah, I, th- I believe that they are both either newly single or have been single. For, I think Vinny has been single for a while, and I guess it's they're trying to get girls to date them, which is probably is at this it like, point. Is it like them going on double dates together? Like, they need to find... I believe so. That's actually kind of funny. I could see this being bitwise. The, uh... It's, I assume it's on MTV. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a go. I don't think I have any more news here. Oh, yeah. Steven Soderbergh revealed the cast for his next film, Kill Switch. A very soderbergh lineup. You got Benicio, George Clooney, Ray Liotta... Frankie Shaw, who is Smilf, for people who aren't aware. And Don Cheadle, Sebastian Stan, John Hamm. Why did you do that, Terry? What the fuck? 
a little late on the Ray Liotta uptick. Um, hasn't there already been a kill shot? Like that's a title that's been used, right? It's what is what did I say? Kill switch, which uh, also seems like something that's been used. I was gonna say yeah, that too. Yeah, they're. I think they're running out of titles. Yeah, there was a kill switch in two thousand fourteen. I hate when a movie reuses a title. Like I was flipping through stuff. There's this new movie just called Adam, and it's like there's. There's already like three movies called Adam. You can't just keep naming movies Adam. No. Give him a last name. Like it's annoying because then you have to put the year behind it when you're talking about it. It's like a whole thing. Which is funny. Like on our group text where we discuss movies. Yeah. With the with the date after it, but when it comes to normal conversation, I don't I don't like that either. No. There's enough titles that you can come up with something. Exactly. Like there's a lot of words, names, people, places, things. The whole deal. I need a store-bought cheeseburger. And I also thought it was weird that Fuller House has ended its run. A five-season run for a Full House spinoff has already came and went. That just seems, like, odd to me. I remember when it first came back, and I got excited thinking it was the whole cast. And I was sadly mistaken. They couldn't pull in Coulier for the whole run. They dusted in, like, a couple minutes of Saget, Stamos, and Coulier, and then snapped them away from us. Yeah. I think, yeah, they gave him like a scene or an episode a season, and then the rest was all the other Dullards. And we're supposed to hang in there with Candace Cameron and... And uh, Kimmy Gibbler. Andrea Light, or whatever her name is. (laughs) Yeah. What is her real name? I want to get it. Who? Andrea Barber. There it is. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Kid got it. But that made me think, we need to get like some sound effects. You know the studio audience, like... Like, woo, when yes. two characters on a sitcom kiss. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll add that to the list. We need that. And that's like, funny. And the, like, aww, Oof. when something heartwarming happens. That could be fun. Uh, I like it. He's in. I have the crickets. <laughs> crickets are always here. Do we want to get into our shuts for this week at this moment in time? I'm having tightening up my microphone because I would love to. Why don't you go ahead and hit me with your best shot? (laughs) Fun. Fire away. Folks, we watched a little bit of the new Netflix show Space Force, starring Steve Carell and a hodgepodge of sidecars, including John Malkovich, uh, Ben... (laughs) Sobolioni? What's that guy's name? Uh, who gets too much work? I know work? who he is. I met him, too. Ben... Uh, Schwartz. Yep. Ben Schwartz. He's from in there. Parks and Rec and also House of Lies. Yeah. And you got Putty from Seinfeld, Jane Lynch. Weird cast. This is one of those comedies that isn't funny at all. Like, I could see someone watching and be no? like, like, oh, they're doing great satire here. But I watched an episode and a half and they weren't even like attempting jokes. There's a scene where Steve Curl's dancing to Kokomo, and it's like, what are you doing? What is this, like, the end of the 40-year-old virgin? What are we doing here? Um, That sounds dumb. Yeah, I've heard some people say it gets better, but I'm not going to suffer through several bad episodes for maybe some good stuff on the tail end of a quote-unquote sitcom. You also did not care for it? No, I did not. You went back after we shut it off? I did. And finished that episode and then another? Yeah. Respect. 
I just, I want to just get a, a full taste for it, and I didn't care for it. And we also watched a little bit of Central Park, a new animated series on Apple Plus. A Josh Gad vehicle that just doesn't need to exist. Yeah, he like co-created it with the Bob's Burgers people. And Who are funny. It's It's got too much singing. Like whoever told Josh Gad he's a crooner made a big mistake. And I wish they didn't. What did that? The Book of Mormon or Frozen? Because he's singing his head off in both. Oh, yeah. I forgot he was the, the Frozen Snowman. That's how. Yeah. I, I, I assume he, he can sing. Him. He's not like, but it's. He'd be funnier to lean into the character that he is in Space Force. Or, I'm sorry, Avenue Five. Five yeah. Or. He's actually good on that. I agree. And I don't yeah. like that show, mm. but I like him in it. I think he, I've heard him in interviews too. He's likable. He's funny. There's just, I don't think he's, I think he knows that he can make a lot of money by being Olaf and singing yeah. and bopping around. So he's trying to recreate that more than dive into what's actually likable about his personality. Yeah. He's not a bad singer, but he's not so good where it's like, let's have him singing everything. <laughs> like, listen to these pipes. It's like, okay. But one thing I'll give it credit for is they had. The setup of the show is the lead animated characters talking to the camera. And that was something I'd never seen before. Mm. Like a fourth wall animated bit. I was like, this is kind of funny. But I didn't really like anything else about it. That's clever. Yeah. You know, has some of that Bob's Burgers kind of humor, but just wasn't really gelling with Scotty Boy. And I think that's all I shut this week. I'm trying to, I, I watched a little bit of that movie, The Other Guys, with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. I unironically actually really like that movie. See, everyone seems to be all about that movie. I gave it another go, and I don't know. You shot it again? I was just kind of like half watching it in the background. Michael Keaton's very funny in it mm. as like the police chief. But I don't know. Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, not the best duo. I know you're a big Daddy's Home 2 guy. <sighs> But the biggest. For me... I, I mostly like Daddy's Home 2 for Will Ferrell and John Lithgow and Mel Gibson. Mark Wahlberg could have been anybody in that movie. How dare you? I bring something really special to all my roles. Yeah. No one else could play any of them. Never. Except that Asian guy that I blinded. <laughs> um, what else did you shut? I shut off Space Force with you and then did not go back. I shut off this Jeffrey Epstein documentary on Netflix that everyone's talking about because mm. it's boring and depressing. Same. I shut that last I don't week. Want, I don't want to glorify... It's not that they're glorifying him, but he has a show with his face on it. So get this fucking creepy zilch out of here. And, and it was produced by people who are like friends with the Clintons and stuff. So I'm sure they skate past all the like actual scandalous stuff. That's good to know, too. And yeah, with you, I shut off Central Park. And then I actually dove in for the first time to the Zack Snyder Batman versus Superman with wow. friend of the show Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill. And I just, poof. What a hot turkey that it's is. It's a piece of crap. <laughs> I was bored. I was. It's almost impressive how they took like two of the most recognizable, loved characters in movies, Batman and Superman, and made that weird depressing ridiculous turkey of a movie it just it's very slow going and that yeah. didn't put me into i want a movie to make me feel make me feel good Ugh. i want a movie that draws me in and makes me happy and 
or or at least like makes me feel something. This movie just sort of exists. Yeah. It's very dark and like yeah, like let's have some fun here. Batman and Superman, they're like, Ugh, it's not fun at all. I need to kill this alien. Uh, other than that, nothing. I didn't shut anything else. I wish I wish you got to the part where Batman stops the fight because he learns that Superman's mom also has the name of Martha, like his mom. That's the big moment in the movie where he changes That's his it. ways. That like humanizes him in his mind, I guess. It's one of the dumbest things in a major motion picture I've ever seen. That is quite dumb. Yeah. Uh, Why did you say that name? Sorry. <laughs> the scene's flooding back to me and it's just, wow, is that bad? Do you have a no bit? I do not. We discussed this. You don't either. I don't. So this is a good time for folks to email us in at enoughthepodcast at gmail.com and contribute your obits. Monty has given us two. We would like for the other listeners to kick in something. There's got to be something that you hate in movies and TV. Help contribute. Yeah, what are you tired of seeing out there, cliche-wise or anything-wise? We'd I love w- to hear. I will read literally anything on the air. I don't care how <sighs> wow. you know choice the language can be. Whatever. Ooh. Let's go. Um, you want to take a break? Kid, no doubt. Let's do it. We'll we don't be know right wh- back. Yeah, we don't know what we're going to watch yet, but hopefully it's something hot. It's a surprise. <laughs> We're back. We just watched the new Kevin James vehicle, Becky, where uh, our boy finally gets serious after all Where's these years. Where's the love for me? We've been waiting for Kevin James's serious turn for years now. What uh, what a place to start it with a red box original. Yeah. <laughs> we actually we didn't even know this came out. I'm glad you spied this. We were about to watch like a TV show on Shudder, and then at the last second, yeah, we have been talking about this for a few weeks now. Yes. And nothing better than a nice Friday night Kevin James with a swastika tattoo on his head <laughs> and a, a shank in prison in the opening scene. Not very believable as a prison inmate. No. Overflowing with grit. What would you give this out of 10? We haven't even rated it yet. Something low. I'm Four? thinking. I'm, I was thinking three. A three? Like, if Kevin James. It's called the three. If Kevin James wasn't in this, this movie would have been pretty worthless. Yeah, replace Kevin James with anybody else. Take out our love for Kevin James and Paul Blart. And uh, yeah, this was uh, this was a tough one. This is kind of like a, a home invasion thriller kind of a deal. Yeah, you got the main girl Becky is like a very annoying child who's upset at her dad, unconvincingly played by Joel McHale. Yep, and, and yeah, like Kevin James and some of his cohorts i guess they escape from a prison transport yeah which they didn't even show the scene of them escaping they must have not had the budget for that that really bothered me for to have them like flip the truck or something yeah they cover that with like a news thing like oh the guys escaped even though it showed them on the train or bus or whatever that seems kind of obit worthy the uh the classic like prison bus escape like Michael Myers stuff. They did it in the last season of Ray with Ooh. John Voight's character. Wait, they, they busted John Voight's yes. character out of a prison bus? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's like Fast and Furious stuff. 
Fuck you, Jimmy Buffett! But yeah, this this wasn't great. No. Although I kind of enjoyed Kevin James in a supporting capacity. I think he's better when he's a sidecar instead of, like, the main attraction. Yeah, you've had a uh, couple of Kevin James <laughs> tough weeks in a row as of last week when you watched Zookeeper. <laughs> now this we're into this. I mean, where he's just flexing that uh, acting school muscle. Who knows what next week we'll have in store? Hopefully, I'll find another yeah, one. Yeah, I-, I thought that the the cinematography was kind of manic. Would be my favorite way of describing it in terms of just like the, the lenses and the angles and the shots. I didn't like it. Yeah, they were kind of like going crazy trying to be artsy. It yes. was like exhausting. There was a lot of like music stuff right. going on too. And I like the artsy stuff, but they were like overloading it to the point where it's like, calm down. Like, I get it. Let me just watch this. Yeah, I uh, I didn't feel the need. It's just, I'm trying to find the words here. The way that they went about almost every shot in the entire movie is not how I would have done it. Yeah. Or how I would like them to have done it, assuming I'm not someone who has the expertise, which I don't. But yeah. And it had, like, a lot of star wipes, like they do in the Star Wars prequels. It's, like, distracting. Yeah, they should have thrown that cut in. And this movie also does that thing where they show the end at the beginning. <clears throat> we omitted that, didn't we? We must have. If not, let's do it now. Because yeah. I hate that when they do that in movies. And then they do, like, two weeks before. And then they start the movie over and you're just waiting for it to catch up with where you know it's going to go. Very annoying. Yeah, and they they killed off some some dogs, which we also have said that's lazy writing and it's upsetting. And I'm just, there's nothing about that that I need in a movie. It's cheap enough when they do it once. This movie does it several times. It's like, what are you? We're trying to dance around spoilers like anyone on earth will watch this movie. I've got guns here. There's a side villain in this movie named Apex. Most unfathomable name imaginable. Yeah. It was fun watching Kevin James like saunter around being a villain. You're like, hey, Apex, go check out the uh, fucking treehouse. Make sure there's no rascals in there. Pretty much every aspect of Kevin James's character in this movie is unbelievable. Yeah. His intensity, his anger. His supermarket like... tattoos. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Scotty's dying over here. Scott actually had to reveal he wanted to let everybody know that he has the coronavirus. Mm. And the doctors gave him three days to live. And his his third to last day is here with you recording episode 71. He said he didn't want to go out without at least one more episode. Well, I mean, you're embarrassing me revealing all that, but it's true. And he's actually going to be donating the entire bulk of his catalog of uh, physical media to... The uh, something that isn't offensive <laughs> fund. <laughs> it's very the human to fund see, to see where that went. Yeah, I'm giving it to the human fund. Yeah. The strongest uh, coalition. Yeah, I don't know. So we didn't like this movie. We're gonna give it uh, three bags of popcorn out of ten, and we don't recommend it to yeah, anybody. It's really not worth watching. No. Not even if you're a Kevin James head like ourselves. I'm going to keep it. I'm not going to get a fund for it because we may want to pop it. There's some there's some decent gore, but it's all carried out by this girl who's 15 years old and we're led to believe that she would be able to go about, you know, like cutting a guy's eyeball out of his head 
well, that wasn't her that did. You know what I mean? Like all the like she stabbed a guy to death with a ruler and like doesn't get queasy. Like, I think I'd puke all over myself if I did that. Yeah, she didn't really sell it too well. No, I'm not, not the... buying what she's selling. Yeah, that's Becky now on iTunes. <clears throat> wow, my Corona's God really acting up. I also watched the relatively new movie Just Mercy, which you can stream for free on Amazon Prime, Apple, and all the other big streamers where you can rent stuff. And this is from the director of Short Term 12. Did you ever see that movie? I did with Miles Teller, A24 movie. No. Oh, I'm thinking of that's the Impossible Now or whatever. Yeah, Spectacular Now. Short Term 12 is the girl in the mental institution? Yes. Okay, yeah, I saw that too. Brie Larson and a bunch of people. Hi! (laughs) Oh my God! But she's also in this movie, starring with Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. And this is the, it's based on a true story. Michael B. Jordan plays a new lawyer in Alabama who helps people on death row. Allison Brie is his sidecar. I mean, Brie Larson, not Allison so Brie. So this is like a slightly uh, updated it's, time to kill, basically. Kind of. It's yeah. a very timely movie. That's why they made it free on Apple and Amazon. So people can uh, learn about the grittiness of our world. And I enjoyed this sad? movie. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's not what I need right now. But actually, it gets uplifting, yeah. you know. I do like Michael B. a lot. I think he is somebody that, you know, he's gotten a lot of really major roles, but I still feel like he's underutilized. He's good. He's not like, he wasn't very believable in this, but, you know, he it was passable. Jamie Foxx I actually really enjoyed in this movie. I forgot what a good actor he can be when he's not playing, like, Electro in a Spider-Man sequel. Yeah, Jamie Foxx has has some moves. Brie Larson is good, even though her southern accent was a little wonky. But that'll happen with southern accents. Yeah. And yeah, it was a good true story movie. Sometimes these can be a bit of a slog, but I enjoyed this one. Is this a director I would have heard of, or is it... Well, he did Short Term 12, as I mentioned. I think his name's Destin Um, Daniel Cretton. One of those three for names. mm. I can't think of what else he did. And Brie Larson and who else? It's not Miles Teller in Short Term 12. No, it's that guy from, like, the newsroom. John something. Oh, right. That forgettable dude. John Gallagher. Good get. Got it. Good get. Okay. So that's short term. Uh, it's uh, just mercy on Amazon Prime. Yes, it's I, uh, worth a watch. <clears throat> I will get in there. Yeah, I, I've been meaning to watch that. Especially, I almost paid for it a couple months ago. Especially free wise. I mean, I like free. Yeah, I waited for it to be free. I was on purpose. Eh. Some free. Yes. Uh, I watched The Color of Money, which was not Ooh. free because you know it's about the color of money. Huh. So I think I paid ten bucks for it <laughs> on <laughs> iTunes, but. It's a movie with Paul Newman and Tom Cruise as pool hustlers. A couple of pals, unorthodox, one's older, one's younger. I didn't realize this movie was a sequel of sorts to Mm. uh, The Hustler, which was a Paul Newman, Jackie Gleason movie. And Paul Newman reversed roles for this. And it's now he's the coach. Yeah. I thought was kind of cool. It's cool in that way. And Scorsese directed it. It's weird. Like, oh, he's directing a sequel to this really old movie. And they bring back the guy. It's cool. I've yep. never I've never seen it. I actually I want it. to watch it. It's a little I think you'd like it. There's really like classic Scorsese 
kind of cinematography. Mm. You know how I feel about 80s Cruise. This is the best. This movie came out in 1986, I believe. And, you know, I just, I think that understated early Cruise before, like, he got his teeth fixed and he hadn't really figured out his, you know, he wasn't the leading guy yet. I liked him. Like, yeah, he, okay, he was the lead, but he wasn't Tom Cruise. Yeah. It's fun to see him in something that's just not even an action movie. Right. It's just like a. A more realistic kind of thing. Where he's not running across buildings. And not that I don't love all that stuff. But oh, yeah. This has a couple interesting cameos, too, of guys who get hustled. Uh, I won't reveal them because they're fun to catch. Ooh. Um, this, I think that vintage cruise is what this is. And that's Ooh. there's like different phases of cruise. There really is. To me, there's mm. 80s cruise, and then there's 90s and early 2000s cruise, and then there's present day cruise. Mm. And they're all very different iterations of the same guy. You can't do the same thing forever. You gotta, right. you gotta roll with it. Adapt. Guys, guys who do the same thing forever are basically like Samuel L. Jackson. He's kind of just they'll never, he'll never. What do you mean? He has basically like three different characters that he plays, <laughs> and he just keeps shuffling through them. And you know, somebody will probably disagree with me, but motherfucker. Yeah, that's the color of money. Uh, actually, oh, I'm yawning. I actually bought The Hustler as well, so I'm gonna. I should have watched that first, but mm. oh well. Enough is enough. You should have bought The Hustle, with uh. When I typed in Hustler, and... that came up as well, and I was sad because that looks really dumb. Yeah. And I know you shut it. Uh, the Have you been watching any TV this week? Hmm. I started watching uh. <laughs> A Hulu original called The Great, that Elle Fanning, Nicholas Holt show. It's, uh, from it's the kid from uh, Mad Max. Yeah. Okay. And this is from the team behind the movie The Favorite. It's got kind of a similar tone, but it's more jokey, more of a comedy. Did you see The Favorite? I shut it off. Oh, yeah. Fair. I think I own it, actually. I, I Yeah, I, I remember during Oscar season last year, I watched everything, and I did not enjoy The Favorite. I can see that. It's got some stuff to it. This might be... This is, like, more enjoyable. It's a period piece like The Favorite, but it has a, a modern sensibility. What is it called again? With, like, the way people talk and act. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The Great. The Great. On okay. Hulu. It's on Hulu. And yeah, Nicholas Holt is very funny. He plays, like an asshole idiot king who just says like everything that comes to his mind he's very vulgar and ridiculous mm. it's got stuff and yeah most period pieces are like stuffy and boring this one's fun I'm only three episodes in but I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would will you watch all of it? probably I think it's only an eight episode season so I'm all, almost halfway there surprise motherfucker <laughs> and it's, I don't think I watched much more TV. Mm. Kind of a light week. Normally, light like, week for me too. Actually, yeah. I was down at my dad's, and then I was hanging with Luce, and I was watching just like basically a little bit of reality TV. Mm. Nothing really worth talking about. I mean, we're still chugging our way through Ninety Day Fiance before the Ninety Days, and <laughs> I love all the like offshoots of that. <laughs> Before yeah, like, the 90 days, after the 90 days, 600 days of summer. Yeah. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> Unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fine. It's funny. I like it. It's, uh, you know, and I, we, I watched a little bit of, uh, million dollar listing, which is a show of like a bunch of smarmy real estate guys in New York who are just the worst dudes ever. 
And that I didn't enjoy that as much. It's not as funny or fun. Mm. But uh, we've been teasing a segment called Who Are Your Guys in honor of Mark Marin for weeks now. And Scott and I both compiled a list mm. of our favorite guys ever. For Whether, people who don't know, Mark Marin always, when he's interviewing someone, he always asks, Who are your guys? Like, who are your inspirations and type then, thing? Yeah, I don't particularly find any of the five guys I'm about to list inspirational in my line of work in mm. terms of, like, my life. But in terms of if I just broke it down mostly by actors because of what this podcast is. And yeah. to be honest, most of my guys are actors. I have a couple that are businessmen and then, like, Howard Stern is in there. But Ooh. I think that... Um, and before the fans get worried, we will be doing a segment, Who Are Our Gals? That'll be coming next week. Because we're woke. Yeah, no doubt. It's going to take months. <laughs> <laughs> you toiling over a list. Um, Funny. You want to go first? We're doing our top five, which was probably pretty hard for hoops to narrow down. I know. I, I have way too many. I'm like leafing through it, trying to trim it down in this moment right here. Do you want me to go first as you trim? Let me just start with Vin Diesel, right up top, <laughs> my number one guy. <laughs> Everything he does makes me laugh. Anyone who he's listens, like a real guy. You're not even ironic about him anymore. You really do love him. Like my appreciation for Vin is not entirely ironic. There's definitely a lot of That's that going racing, on. Any real racing. <laughs> it don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. There's something legitimately compelling about this oaf. That, uh, yeah, you love him. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. It's uh, I get it. I get. I mean, I went to see Triple X with you. Like I, I, I wanted to leave, and I and you didn't, and that's sort of the story of our lives. But uh, <laughs> that is classic. He, it's like he found the Fast and the Furious franchise. He found the Triple X franchise. He found Riddick. Right. And, uh, and he just sort of stumbled into three franchises and a bunch of dough. And now he's like one of the literally most followed guys on Instagram in the world and just printing money. Yeah. He's such an anomaly. Like he shouldn't be the no. star that he is. It's just, it doesn't make sense. And I love that part of it. I love all of it. He's not that jacked. He's not that good looking. He's not that interesting. He's not funny. There's like, <laughs> what is it about him that made him like one of the most famous men Who's ever lived? I literally have no idea. <laughs> so that's why I, I completely understand why he is your number one guy. Uh, yeah. My my guys aren't in order, actually. I mean, I run on Diesel. The fans know this. Do you want to go through all the rest of your top five? Or no, you, do you want some. me to go? Yeah. Um, well, we're going to have a lot of the same guys. No so I'll lead off with Vince Vaughn being Ooh. my guy, because I'm pretty sure you wouldn't top five Vince. He's but, like your guy. Yeah, he's, Vince is like, of all my guys, he's like, I kind of, I don't know. I, I think it's hacky to say you feel like you identify with them in terms of the way they carry themselves. But no, that's fine. I really like Vince. I think he's one of the funniest people who's ever lived in just anything he does. Like, I've watched so many Vince Vaughn piece of shit turkey movies and just gotten a kick out of all of them like i've no thinking of a cool dry place right now i do own that <laughs> and uh 
Yeah, you used to have like a Vince collection, like all the Vince movies in yeah. its own little nook. At one point, I, I owned all of the Vince movies on DVD, and then he passed me a little bit, and I stopped buying physical media. But mm. I've definitely watched uh, The Internship at least 12 times. And I mean, that's a terrible movie. Every time you tell me that, I forget that you actually <clears throat> watch and enjoy that movie. I get a kick out of it. That's, and... that's the movie where they... They were famously in Wedding Crashes together. Yes. Then like 10 years later, they were like, let's try it again. And it didn't work it's for based- anyone except for Aang. Yes. It's <laughs> Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn added again with a Will Ferrell cameo even. Oh. And it's just not good. But with Ma and the meatloaf? Pretty much. <laughs> it's yeah. like him with a neck tattoo and a soul patch selling mattresses. <laughs> And <laughs> I'm fighting the laughs. Yeah. It sounds good. <laughs> he has make reasonable choices tattooed on his neck. And it's in some sort of Sanskrit. Ooh. Which is, it's, there's just like a bunch of slight little bits in that movie. And just the way Vince talks. I don't know why. You I like that. his delivery. I think like flat out swingers, uh, old school. And I'm wondering if wedding gonna- crashers. I thought you were going to bring Maid into the into I the do equation. really like... I'm going to even say it. Maid wow. and then... Um, it's like I hate Anchorman, but he his character in Anchorman is great. I always forget he's in that. That's a very... That's a small cameo. I don't know. And then... I, even, and, I like serious Vince Vaughn. The stuff he's yeah. been doing lately. I was going to say, uh, Dragged Across Concrete and Brawl and Cellbuck 99 were both great. Yeah. I particularly love Brawl and Cellbuck 99. His stuff with Craig's, S. Craig Zoller, the new movie that he's going to do with him. I'm just yes. chomping at the bit for pretty much anything Vince Vaughn puts out. I really the breakup's like, really funny. Yeah. They're a good collab. I like what they're doing together. You know, he didn't really knock it out of the park with that Psycho remake, but that wasn't his fault. I don't blame him for that. That's Gus Van Sant's fault. Yeah, that just shouldn't have been made. It's just a weird movie. That It's a very famous movie, and I think anytime you go up and try to remake a very famous movie, it's it's going to go poorly. Yeah. That it's, famously just is like don't do it. a shot-for-shot shot remake of the original. Most movies at least try to do something new. They were just like, yeah, let's just... I don't know why they did that. It's like no. the weirdest thing. Yeah, from the guy who probably won't get in. Ba ba ba. So, all right, who you got next? I got. I assume he's on your list. Let's just get it out of the way. Yep. Ben Affleck. <laughs> Best dude ever. The king of the turkey heads. Our muse. Yeah, he's on my list right at the top as well. He's my Fenway Frank dream casting. Hopefully, one day we'll get that passion project off the ground. He's just the best. He's dating Anna Darmus right now. Could he be any cooler? Yeah, I, I saw him at one of the uh, protests with her, just rocking a sign and a shirt. And I was just like, there he is on the front lines, just supporting a good cause. What a guy. I was laughing at his sign is on like a sheet of loose leaf paper. And like, you can tell he just wrote it like in the car before they got <laughs> out instead of. Even better. Yeah. But you know, what can he do? He's still out there Photo mixing off. it up. Ben Affleck, legend. Yeah, he he's. I liked him. Like we were just saying. I mean, even a dumb basketball coach movie where he has a drinking problem, he he knocks it out of the park. Yeah, that movie's like way better than it even has a right to be. Yeah, very strong underdog. Yeah, and then drama. you look at him in all the Kevin Smith movies, uh, Wall uh, Wall Street, uh, Mall Rats, Dogma, Chasing Amy. Smells like someone shitting his cereal. Bung. <laughs> him doing that bung. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, he's just awesome. Yeah. And he seems like a funny guy. 
Should I play the clip from the Armageddon thing? Yeah, if you I got it. it. Yeah, I got it right here. I asked Michael why it was easier to train. For people who don't know, this is Ben Affleck doing the audio commentary for Armageddon. He told me legendary to shut, shut, shut the fuck up. So that, that was the end of that talk. He's like, you know, Ben, just shut up, okay? You know, this is a real plan, all right? I was like, you mean it's a real plan at NASA to train oil drillers? He was like, just shut your mouth. <laughs> like, how difficult can it be? You drill See, here's down. where we demonstrate that, because Bruce is going to tell the guys that they did a bad job of building the drill tank. See, he's a salt-of-the-earth guy. This is what every and audio commentary should be like. Don't, uh, don't understand uh, his salt-of-the-earth ways, his rough-and-tumble ways. You can tell he's had a couple of cocktails. He's nice and loose. Like somehow they he's can build the rocket ships, but they don't understand like what makes a good tranny. <laughs> it's great. Like the lead actor of a movie just debunking it while watching it. What could be better? Like eight whole months, as if that's not enough time to learn how to drill a hole. But in a week, we're going to learn how to be astronauts. A one whole week? Now you know how to fly into space? I need my guys. Why do you know <laughs> yeah, they're the best? And that's why Everyone's he's one of best. our guys. Why are they the best? I don't know. They just are. <laughs> <laughs> I notably uh, just purchased Armageddon on physical media for this commentary, but little did I realize it's on YouTube. He's hilarious. He should be like a stand-up. Yeah. They don't know jack about drilling. <laughs> They'll maybe know nothing be. about drilling. I was wondering if you'd let that slide. Turn it on. Never. You think it's just drilling a hole? There's a lot you gotta know about. And when you're gonna break, snap off an edge in a tranny on a corner of a hot pipe, and you're gonna get a gas pocket. Like, yeah? What, what about when the booster rockets don't fire, and your EVA suit, and your zero gravity, you know? Didn't you see a, didn't you see a bottle 13, boy? Yeah. Oh, funny yeah this is what the whole commentary is like that's just like the best two minutes yeah. or so they thought if you can get your mitts on the entirety of it just it's on youtube there's another clip where you can do just go onto youtube and type ben affleck armageddon commentary and there's seven of them yeah or if you happen to have the armageddon dvd it's on there obviously i'm gonna watch the whole thing probably on the dvd dun, 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 so that's that's our second guy yes for both of us he would be my second place guy as well I'm going to sneak in real quick. Bob Odenkirk. Interesting. Very, very okay. Scotty pick. I've been a huge fan since Mr. Show, which is a sketch comedy series on HBO that aired in the late 90s, early 2000s. Some people might not be aware of it. It's very funny. And David Cross. Yep. And over the years, he's gotten like bigger and better work. He was on Breaking Bad. He's now on Better Call Saul. And, like, he pops up in major movies. Like, it wasn't a great movie, but he was in The Post. Like, he's working with Spielberg and stuff. I don't know. I'm just big yeah, you've, always, you've always liked him. Yeah. I, I, I like him, too. He's cool. I liked him in the sense he was a, an Upright Citizens Brigade guy. Hmm. And, you know, part of the Birthday Boys and all, yes. like, that fun sketch show. Spoon and, Man, shout out. And... <laughs> I get a kick out of the fact that he, that's sort of, I don't know if that's like where he got his bones, as they say, but he he had an interesting rise in Hollywood. Yeah. And, and it's funny, he, he's like a big deal now as a result of Better Call Saul. Yeah. He's another guy I would call an anomaly. Like someone yeah. like him doesn't normally get the work that he gets, but he is. I'm noticing a theme with your guys. Yeah. Affleck aside, who's like a six foot two, handsome, dark haired guy. Like you, you have a, a thing for... 
underdogs. Right, I was going to say underdogs. Perfect way of putting it. The who else we got here? Well, we're both going to say Tom Cruise. Yes. So we'll just get him out of the way too. Mm. Because I just did a Cruise flick. This is a Cruise heavy pod, as we often have. He's the best. We love Cruise. We've talked about Cruise ad nauseum. I never didn't like him. Even when like the jumping on the couch, all that stuff. I was like, oh, he's just. He's he's having a laugh. Like, why? I don't know why that was such a big deal for everybody. Like, he's a Scientologist and he's. Mean to Katie Holmes, according to TMZ. Like, you don't know that. You don't know anything about their relationship. Stay out of it. Leave Cruz alone. There's so many celebrities who are Scientologists. You can't, like, hound them for that. Or you can, but it's like, who cares? Everyone's into into something stupid. He's the best. Can't wait for that. Cruz is awesome. That space movie and the next seven Mission Impossibles. Phenomenal. I had... Tommy Lee Jones as one of my guys. What do you think of that? That's interesting. Mm. Like he's like your one of your favorites of all time. I just love looking at his old face. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he pops up in something, I'm like, look at this guy. He's still acting, still making it happen. I can't think of a TLJ role that really hit me. I don't dislike him. I love him. But he's definitely not one of my guys. No Country for Old Men. That's He's good in that, that's yeah. A home run. He's good in everything. Yeah. He's he's definitely not bad. He's one of those guys, he's like funny when he's not trying to be. Or maybe it's just to me. I don't know. Just something about him. I it's just, his face, I think. Yeah. You're right about that. Man of the house. Are you a fan of that? <laughs> I am. One of Christina Milian's finest roles. And Monica Kina's. Um... But yeah, TLJ is good in The Fugitive. I don't care. He's great in that. Even though he is great, I do think it's weird that not only was he nominated for the Academy Award for Best Sporting Actor, he won for The Fugitive. That's just That is weird, yeah. That's yeah. a weird movie to even have in the conversation. Yeah. That's like one of the weirder acting yeah. Academy Awards. And you know how I feel about Harrison Ford. You're out? Overrated. That's fair. What about my earrings and stuff? And my uh, when I crash planes and uh, what else do I do? <laughs> I like I'm, your Harrison Ford impression. He's in his best movie is American Graffiti. I've never seen that. Mm. George I think that Lucas? was actually his first role. I think <laughs> it he, is. It's like he has a quick drag race scene against like Ron Howard or something, and Ooh. it's I don't know. It's interesting. They should bring back their characters in the Fast and Furious franchise. Perfect. That could be fun. Um, Got a race popping. Another one of my guys is Ryan Gosling. Mm, and I, I think was, he's one of your guys, too. I was going to have him, but he's another one. It seems like more of, like you can have him. <laughs> You're giving him? Yeah. <laughs> you can have Gosling. <laughs> we do uh, share a namesake. There's that. And I don't know. I just, I really, like we've discussed this before, too. He has several speeds. Mm. He has like cool guy uh, like very verbose, charming, la la land, crazy, stupid love kind of Ryan Gosling. Like he can dance and sing, and yeah. women love him. And, and then, then, right, like mute, cool, also still cool Ryan Gosling, who girls also still love. Yeah, like but Place Beyond like, the Pines, Drive, yeah, where he's also a little violent. Yep. Um, and then there's sort of autistic Ryan Gosling, like yeah. Lars and the Real Girl, and Ooh, uh, I forgot about. That. I love that movie. I had another example for that one too, but he definitely has that range where he's like off yeah, and like a strange dude. And like, he has a mustache and ugly clothes and he makes no sense. Yeah. And he's someone who like picks interesting movies. 
I bet a lot of stuff he's done like wouldn't have gotten made if he didn't agree to star in it. Agree, like, yeah. Like, like weird indie stuff, like the ones you were just mentioning. Yeah, I just I think he's great, and you know, every now and then he'll do one for everybody, like a La La Land that wins a bunch of Academy Awards, mm. not Best Picture. You know, and then he'll do like a bunch of awesome indie movies that you know just you and I can discuss, like The Nice Guys or Only God Forgives or. I'm looking at the list. If you've never seen The Nice Guys, it's a casual ten out of ten home run buddy cop caper crime whole deal. Love it. Watch it. Half Nelson. Remember that? That's a great movie. Yeah. Him as a crack addicted elementary school teacher. Kind of knocked it out of the park, if you ask mm. me. I'd skip Fracture. Yes, that's skippable. That's one of those movies that doesn't exist. Drive, Crazy Stupid Love, Ides of March was good. Uh-huh. Only God Forgives was cool. Mostly looking cool, but he's Blue- good in the big short. Nice Guys is great. Blue Valentine, Place Beyond the Pines, yep. two of Scotty's favorites. He's got it. He's got the stuff. Mm. I don't even mind Blade Runner 2049. That movie's way too long, but it's got some great stuff in it. It looks cool. Yeah. It, yeah. Who you got? Who else do we have? I mean, I'd feel foolish if I didn't mention Seth Rogen. That's one of my guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's probably your, I feel like he's your number one guy. You're always pulling for him. I mean, he's funny and everything. He's... I met him and he was nice and he chuckled at something I said. He's in for life. What He's... did he chuckle at? You told me this. What was it? I can't remember. I love having like a little anecdote that locks the celebrity in your head as a good dude for, for the rest of time. And someday when he gets me too, you'll be like, oh, fuck. But nah, he did that time. He laughed at that thing I said. It's all right. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, like I made the Seth Rogen laugh happen. It really, that meant a lot to me. <laughs> I was like, I... You didn't do the laugh to him, though. I remember that. Because I remember you saying you were going to the meet and greet. I was like, you got to do the laugh. I was legitimately thinking about doing that. But then I was like, if it's not like a good one, he'll just be like... And even if it is a good one, he'd just be like, "Uh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I I sound like that. But, yes. You sucked his dick! (laughs) Uh, Okay. Seth Rogen. What's his next project coming up? He has like five in the can. Yeah, some movie where he's like a pickle and then... Pickle Rick thing, yeah, yeah, Who knows yeah. what else. He's got. A, he's always got a bunch coming, like that that movie, that animated movie, the hot dog movie, and which yeah. I actually liked. I thought that was funny. It's got some stuff. It's so, worth a watch. It's a one and done, but it's... it's yes. I saw it in the theater and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here, but this is fun. <laughs> they got some good jokes out of that premise, but yeah, you don't need to... It's a one and done, as you said. My... Because we, we've we shared Affleck... But I had, you know, Affleck, Vince, Ryan Gosling. We shared crews. Nicholson, Jack Nicholson, is, wow. rounds out my top five. And that's, that's a good pick. Yeah, mine are all seem kind of like newish. I should have gone back to some golden age stuff. Yeah, you have some old guys, I bet. Oh, wait, I feel is old. Yeah. That's fair, that's fair. Nicholson's like almost 90 now, I feel like. He's not, though. I think he's like low 80s. But he just doesn't look good. No. And it's scaring me a little bit. But he... <laughs> He is just awesome in everything. Even yeah. in his turkeys, he's still Jack Nicholson. And then you look at him in, you know, like his... My favorite Jack Nicholson movies are The Shining, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and As Good as It Gets. And those are literally three of my favorite movies ever. Those are three strong picks. I'm trying to think what else is he in that I really love. 
about uh, Schmidt. <laughs> Dear Ndugu. <laughs> that that movie's okay. I think that it's one's fine, a little yeah. overrated. Is that Alexander Payne? Yeah. That one's good because that's the one time he didn't like play the cool Jack Nicholson. He played like an old sad sack. And yeah, I like, I like him mixing it up. Yeah. Normally he's like, hey, I'm the coolest dude ever, which he's great at. Yeah, there's a there's definitely a common theme with my guys. They're all like cool guys and everything. He hasn't acted in a while. I think it's been since like the bucket list or something fucked up. Like I that. hate your rotten guts. <laughs> Who could forget the bucket list? So that's all my guys. Did you do five? I don't even know. I think I'll just sneak in sneak one, one more. more in. Vern Troyer. Can can <laughs> our guys be dead? Is that acceptable? <laughs> He suck. <laughs> One of the most versatile actors the screen has ever been. For the folks with. at home, Vern, Tr- <laughs> Vern, <laughs> you're having a laugh. <laughs> Vern Troyer portrayed <laughs> portrayed Mini Me in the Austin Powers trilogy of films. <laughs> Actually, I don't think he was in the first one, but he should have no, been. No, he was in the second one. Yeah. And then a couple years later, he died. <laughs> <laughs> but, but not before appearing in uh, The Love Guru, playing a hockey coach. And he also made a sex tape with a porn star that is sad to watch. Oh, man. In, in, in a word. Have you watched all of it? I have. How's his, does he have a nice piece? <laughs> Sure. Is it a normal size piece? Yeah, let's say that. <laughs> He's got a big DI. That's sort of what I was hoping for. Very... Ooh, that was a good laugh. Uh, you took me by surprise with that. I was hoping it would. You blow your father with that mouth? <laughs> I did not see that coming. Uh, I heated up there. That was quite funny. He's back. Ooh. Yeah, Vern Troyer's a good one. Uh, no. Am I still Vern Troyer in your phone, or did you? Are you? I asked you to switch me to Ellen DeGeneres. Did that stick, or am I back to Vern? Hold on, let me check real quick. You were Vern Troyer eating a footlong sandwich in my phone right. for years and years, and then I requested, I believe, an Ellen DeGeneres headshot. That was it for a while. Right now, it's you as Val Kilmer in Tombstone. Just the, the I'm your Huckleberry with the hat on and. Yeah. That when I had my mustache, oh, yeah, which I should probably bring back. I got enough facial hair going right now. I could turn this into a good one. When I was going Photoshop crazy a few weeks ago, that one cropped up. Um, so that's who. Those are our guys. Those are our guys. Um, we're gonna continue this segment with, as we said, gals and who are our shows, who ooh. are our whatever. It'll be a whole thing. The uh, get into it, folks. And if you want to come up with a list of your own guys and have us ridicule it on the air, feel Ooh, free. We'd love send that. it in. Yeah. Monty's guys, I'd like to hear that. Who are they? Like Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, and <laughs> I don't know, Thandy Newton. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rounding things out with Thandy. Uh, I have an idea. It's it's a little unorthodox. Ooh, what do you think about watching? A little bit of The Departed with me. Wow. Not the whole movie. Just a couple of minutes. Wow, what a novel idea. Like a minute and a half. Beautiful. 90 seconds even. Fantastic. I'm going to cue it up here. What what could possibly be taking this long on my iTunes? 
Well, we have a moment here. I'm going to sneak in some plugs for some other podcasts you should check out. The Quarantine Heartthrobs with Tyler and Logan. Nick's Movie Corner, hosted by Twitter sensation Nick Eusen, who just got his account back recently. Why'd they take it away? I follow him. He's funny. He tweeted pictures of books. Remember those old eyewitness books that are like knights in shining armor? Like they were like grade school books that kids leaf through? No, but... It doesn't matter. And what, it was like a copyright thing? Yeah. Like the stupidest reason to get banned ever. Like, oh, I tweeted pictures of books? But yeah, give him a follow, at Nick Eusen. He's great. And his podcast is very enjoyable. It's on Patreon and SoundCloud. When are we getting him on this podcast? Let's get him in here. I'm all in. Break that quarantine. Yes, yes, yes. Um, here it is. 90 seconds of the party. We're back. This is such a fucking bad idea. Why'd you show up? I own the place. <laughs> I fucking, I fucking should have known. Such classic mob guy stuff. I own everything around you. Know that. Where'd they put you? Hey, Frank. I gotta find myself. This theater doesn't exist. We live here. Me, boy. Definitely doesn't now. No. With everybody looking up Imagine watching porn in a room with other guys. Yeah. Just hanging out. Yeah, like talk about like settling for something ridiculous before they figured all that out. Like, oh, I want to watch a porn. I'll just go to a movie theater filled with other people. I don't even want to watch a regular movie with other people. <laughs> yeah. Like, Forget about an intimate, erotic moment. Yeah. My goodness. He's fucking smart. You know this. I can get Even that. here, Nicholson looks a thousand years old. He does. And that was 14 years ago. Legit. Okay. Colin. He has not taken good care of himself. He eats horribly. He smokes cigars all day. I'm sure everyone's seen that picture of yes. him online. He's on a boat eating like an outrageously sized sub. And he has like... His big tummy hanging out. He has breasts. He has... Like, he looks crazy. Or him sidelines at the Lakers game with that big giant bite. Yeah, those fries. Yeah. So Still we, the best. You got the other pod plugs in. You have other plugs? I mean, follow us on Twitter, at Podcast Enough, and on Instagram, at Enough the Podcast. Send us an email at enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. Folks, that's enough. I, uh... Oh, yeah, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Season. Yeah. I'm going to say follow me on TikTok. Yes, (laughs) follow me on TikTok. And if you find me, I'll give you a prize, an enough prize. It may or may not be an Ankfit t-shirt, which you may or may not already own. Sounds fun. And um, stay safe out there, everybody. Yes. Aren't you fucking tired of hearing that? I want someone to just tell me to be unsafe. (laughs) Folks, have a goo. Listen, buddy, I gotta go, but thank you. 